Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I am your host, Manny G, and I am joined by the one and only TX Anti-Man. The one who almost got snowed in and didn't make this podcast. Oh, man, I know. <laughs> you were gone for a whole week, man. Yes, That's dude. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Sunday to Sunday, dude. Uh, man. Visiting the great white north, and by white, I mean covered in snow. Canada? almost dude <laughs> almost i was in ohio <laughs> yeah yeah and then we got you know we got snow mm-hmm. uh over the weekend well a bunch of people you even got snow up there so yeah i got a little bit of snow nothing too bad it mostly melted while i was walking in it at work on uh saturday so sloshing through the yeah yeah makes work Slush. super exciting yeah right now you're cold <laughs> and wet <laughs> yes exactly Nice, dude. So, yeah, but I'm here, man. Really excited to be back and hanging out with my buddy Manny. Yeah, man. I'm 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 happy at your uh, I'm happy you're home safe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you've been rocking the switch, right? Hell yeah, bro. Well, you know, so as you as if I've been, I feel like I'm just telling everybody, mostly uh-huh. because I want to complain about <laughs> how much my life sucks right now. Um, but. <laughs> You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to just get into the books and, and do some mm-hmm. self-improvement, you know, read, get ready for, um, you know, we've got a promotion process coming up. So, you know, I'm getting ready for that. And, you know, rather than uh, spend uh, a bunch of time gaming, uh, you know, I've been mostly focusing on, on the books and then my free time, you know, I'm spending it with my family. Um, but, but perfect opportunity to get that switch in there and and do some switch games so i have been playing uh dead cells uh, a lot over and over again that game is fun man it never gets old um but then i also bought i was telling you i bought uh, i bought i brought i bought a new game for the uh, switch i bought uh most people call it gris is it leisure suit larry leisure <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I don't know if that's on the Switch. Uh, I don't know. Probably is. <laughs> uh, most uh, it, it most people call it uh, gris, but it's uh, it's gris, gray, mm. on espanol. So uh, it's really cool, man. It's a very pretty game. The music is great, uh, and it's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to just chill uh, and play that game. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. Nice, dude. Mm-hmm. That sounds. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. But I bet you're happy to be home. Oh, I am, dude. So happy. You gonna be home for a little bit? I am. Nothing uh nothing over the horizon. Just uh just the same old, same old. How about good, you, man? man? What are you doing? I, I have been uh I've been staying mostly game free. Mm-hmm. I am really trying to just take a break and disconnect from that, mm-hmm. but I just I can't. Like my brain doesn't shut off. Yeah. I've been trying to go to bed early and I can't. My brain doesn't turn off for that either. Yeah. So uh but yeah, I think I think the next thing that's coming up for me is probably this um, uh, next season 16 of Diablo. Man, that sounds like that's a lot coming of fun. up real soon. I think maybe on the 18th, something you know, like that. I'll have to double check what I might do. Dude, I was so tempted to get Diablo 
on the Switch, but I knew yeah. I was like, man, if I get Diablo on this thing, I will not study. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's taking all kinds of self-control. You yeah. know what I did do, though? Uh, What's that? Just to kind of, you know, throw this one in there. I did download Warframe on mm. my Switch, and I don't like it, man. I don't like the controls. Uh, I don't and, like it And either. that's probably, it's no, probably a problem with, with, yeah, right? It's probably a problem <laughs> Uh, with me right uh, I threw it in the discord and you know true uh, magica he uh, he mentioned he said just get a controller you know or just use the actual controls I'm like dude that would probably fix it but um, yeah but then you know you want to hold the it, switch in your hand right yes, you don't want to set it up on a desk it defeats the purpose right because yeah, otherwise yeah exactly so yeah I'm not too crazy about it the, the game itself looks great just the controls mm-hmm. are so weird with the way you hold the switch I don't know yeah you need foot pedals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, dude, you ready to jump in the show? Let's do this, bro. Lot to talk about today. Let's do it. Yeah, dude, there's a lot to talk about. So first up, the news, PlayStation 4 sales surpass 91.6 million units worldwide. That's crazy, man. That is an insane number. Mm-hmm. So Sony Interactive Entertainment announced that as of December 31st, they sold through more than 91.6 million units globally. And during the holiday season of 2018, 50.7 million PlayStation 4 games have been sold. That's crazy, dude. And it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's not even losing steam, man, you know? No. Right. No. They people love PlayStation. Yeah. And they're they're buying it like crazy. And do, what's crazy is that throughout the life of the PlayStation 4, 876 million games have been sold. Mm-hmm. That is just some huge milestones there for PlayStation. And, you know, they they took the momentum that Microsoft gave them, gave them yeah. when Microsoft totally fell on their face right. when they released their latest Xbox. Yeah. And Sony just ran with they it. Did, Absolutely. Man. They built on that, uh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John Cadera, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, is quoted to say, would like to express my deepest gratitude to our passionate community around the globe and our partners for helping us achieve these milestones. This year, we will bring more enhanced experiences to our fans along with a high, highly anticipated lineup of games that are only possible on PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. As we look towards the next PS4 milestone, Sony Interact- Interactive Entertainment will continue to evolve and we will further expand the platform to deliver the best, the best interactive entertainment experiences to the world. Well, and that's what I was going to mention, right? Like uh, their exclusives are just so good, man. They have knocked uh, those exclusives out of the park, man. When you when you talk about, um, you know, God of War, especially, right? Game of the year, right there, and, and people can't stop talking about that game. But even like Horizon um, and. Uh, and then the stuff that's coming up, right? The Last mm-hmm. of Us, uh, the sequel, um, yeah, and uh, you know, and all the other stuff that they've been working on. Uh, you know, stuff people know. I'm super excited about Ghost of uh, Tsushima, but um, yeah, man. I mean, it doesn't. It, you know, we may talk a lot about uh, how they don't play nice with cross save and cross play and all that stuff, but I mean, it's a quality system, man. And they have done what they've done right. They have done exceptionally. Uh, well you know so you know what's funny though andy is that most of the games that are being sold and played on playstation are not their exclusives which is really funny right because 
only a, there's there's a pretty small percentage that is actually being played as far as the exclusives go on on PlayStation. It's the third party games that are selling so well. Right. But which is funny, yeah. right? Because you would think everybody's going to be playing Spider-Man that has a PlayStation. Spider-Man, well, they sold 9 yeah. million copies. That's amazing. Right. But 9 million when you're looking at 91 million available Consoles. PlayStations, yeah. that's a pretty small percentage. Right. Right. For sure. So, so whatever they're doing, they're they're bringing people to their platform mm-hmm. and people are playing everything on it. So yeah. they're doing something right. For sure, man. For sure. But we'll see, man. Hey, dude, Microsoft's cooking a lot of stuff too. So this is going to get very interesting. Yes. The the competition is exactly what this industry needs. Oh, for so, sure. For sure. Yeah. So, so you know, so Sony, they, they didn't have their PlayStation experience in 2018. They said that there is no presence for Sony in 2019 at E3, mm-hmm. but Sony has brought us a nice little trailer. So they released on their YouTube channel, a trailer called coming attractions, and it's their effort to assure fans that Sony is not done yet with the PlayStation mm-hmm. four. And, and how could they be with the amount of momentum they have, oh, the yeah. amount of sales they have? It's like, okay, everybody has these. Now it's time to really sell some games. But in this video, you guys can check it out on Sony's YouTube channel. Um, just just look up Sony Coming Attractions. Uh, they showcased a bunch of third-party games, but also nine exclusive titles. Uh, Days Gone, Ghosts of Tsushima, Concrete Genie, Erica, Dreams, Blood and Truth, Medieval, Death Stranding, and The Last of Us Dose. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's lot, still lot a lot of games coming, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, that's uh that's really entertaining and exciting to see all that stuff, especially in trailer format, right? That uh, all the good stuff that they've got got coming. Um, it makes me feel like I need to collect more PlayStations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I am just as much as I would like to be, and the, the whole idea of those single player games are, are are really good. I just can't stick with them. Like I just, I get bored. I get tired. I'm a multiplayer type gamer. Mm-hmm. So because yeah, well, of I that, mean, mm-hmm. no, go for it. Well, I was going to say, I think, uh, you know, especially for us, man, you know, our gaming uh, times are more limited. You know, we both have families uh, and a lot of us, uh, you know, maybe a lot of listeners out there can relate, you know, as you get older, you get more responsibility. And so, you know, maybe... Gaming is more of an outlet to hang out with friends and have a good time. And single player experiences um, don't always lend themselves to that. And so it maybe it's not a matter of, you know, we're not into it. Because I'm me too, man. I'd, I'd love to, you know, sit down and finish God of War. But then it's like, man, I get, like right now, I just don't have time, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it for us specifically. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. so, you know, they, they hope that these games are going to be system sellers. They... Was that PlayStation 2 where they sold like 150 million or something crazy? Just this insane number, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're going to reach that with PlayStation 4. I don't think so. These games look great to me. They look really, really fun and really cool, really engaging. To me, personally, they're not system sellers. I'm not going to buy a PlayStation so that I can play Ghost of Tsushima, regardless of how amazing that game looks and how much I want to play it. You take that back right now. so i mean i I don't know do these do these titles 
do they grab you, Andy? Mm. I mean, I, I I'm asking that, but I know yeah. The Last of Us Two is in this yeah. list, oh, so I dude, know what your answer is going to be that one. That probably of all of them, uh, that one would be the one that I realistically, if I'm very honest with myself, that's the one that I would sit down, start to finish, because that story is so good. The first game just really sucked me in, and I want to know where that story goes from that point on, especially the one, mm-hmm. the, the way the first one played out, you know, um, yeah. where it ended, you know, kind of the way it ended, you know, I don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't played it, but um, that one is probably the one that I would uh, go from start to finish. Ghost of Tsushima seems like such a beautiful game, but you know, if it's one of those really hard games, I could see myself like start it. And then if it, if I just, if it gets too hard or I hit a wall, one mm-hmm. of those things where you just stop playing and then end up doing something else, you know? So, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, still though. Um, yeah. Well, I, I stopped Assassin's Creed Odyssey mm-hmm. and I intended to go back, but I, I, I've never been back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There you go. That's what probably would happen to me with, uh, what would happen <laughs> with me. So, but the last of us two are the last of us, at least that's like a really good, like a, uh, backseat gamer game, right? Where people can just kind of sit and watch you play it. It's a cinematic experience. More as much uh, uh, as it is a game, it's it really is a, a story. Like it's a complete game. It will suck you in completely, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's a great story. Great acting. Great everything man it's it's a lot of fun dude and in fact the gameplay is probably the worst part of that whole game realistically you know like the controls <laughs> the way it had a kind of yeah. plays um it's great though it's a really good game nice so yeah lots of exciting stuff for uh playstation fans and um mm-hmm. what the, what that means for xbox players is that this is a lot of momentum that the competition has so xbox has been completely motivated for a while mm-hmm. now to try and raise itself to the levels that PlayStation has. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It is very exciting. And a lot of analysts right now, they're saying that we're not going to see the new consoles until 2020. And we're probably not going to actually be able to buy them until 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see Xbox. They are going to be, you know, I think I feel that they're going to show up huge at E3 this year because Sony's not there. This is an opportunity to grab a lot of mind share. And I think they're going to do that. But as far as when the new consoles come, we'll see, man. Yeah. But I'm excited. For sure, man. So next up, Ubisoft, they have no plans to release the Division 2 on Steam, but rather they're choosing to release the PC version on Epic Game Store. Got, got their first big fish. Dude, yes, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about it. We mm-hmm. knew it was going to happen, and yeah. this game is going to be huge. Yes. Yeah, dude, for sure. And you know what? This kind of segues into our main topic, but uh, but this is a good get for them, man. And then potentially, you know, a little foreshadowing here, other newly other t- independent yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Oh, yeah developers that well uh, you know we were just talking about competition right and mm-hmm. valve hasn't had good competition for a long time you yeah. know because there's good old games and then all these publishers have their own launchers right there's mm-hmm. like the the battle.net launcher and all this stuff mm-hmm. but there's nothing out there like steam right so valve has had just their their way with the market as far as pc games go 
Yeah. And they've been able to pocket 30% of each game sold on Steam. That's Mm -hmm. huge. Right. So, you know, Epic Games steps in. They say, you know what? We're we're just going to take 12%. We're not going to take 30. We're not going to have all these different tiers and whatnot. Right. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's, um, there's an article written up um, on this subject by PC Gamer, or I'm sorry, by US Gamer. And they say that although Steam recently announced some changes to its revenue sharing model that will see developers take 75-25% split of revenues over 10 million sales and 80-20 of revenues over 50 million, which is crazy, mm-hmm. um, that's still not what Epic Games is offering developers as a baseline. So that is, that's, they don't even come close to right. what Epic is doing, especially if you are developing on the Unreal Engine. They're waiving the Unreal Engine licensing fee in addition to that. Yeah. That's, that is, I mean, honestly, I think for some people who are spending their lives making these games and who are barely going to make it, you know, this Epic, what they're doing is making those dreams come true. Yeah. For these people. Whereas otherwise they, it wasn't viable. You can't pass that offer up, dude. And then the fact that it's Epic, right? <clears throat> Which mm-hmm. is the darling uh, of the gaming industry, not just the gaming, it's like mainstreaming gaming, yes. right? That where they're, mm-hmm. they're making so much money. Uh, it's a printing press, what they have right now with uh, Fortnite, you know what I mean? Yes. So, you know, the fact that they're able to uh, offer this to developers, mm-hmm. man, that pocket most of the money, That's and that no, like you said, no tears, no, if you hit this number, we give you this deal. It's like, nope, just all of it. You know, yeah, whatever that's you really sell. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chris Early, uh, Ubisoft uh, Vice President of Partnerships, he made a statement. He said, Epic continues to disrupt the video game industry and their third party digital distribution model is the latest example and something Ubisoft wants to support. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. They want to support yeah. that because that's huge. And mm-hmm. here's here's the main issue. Like, it's like, you know, you could ask the question, why doesn't everyone just go to Epic Game Store? Right. But the amount of, of PCs, the amount of computers that steam is installed on right now in the world is staggering. Mm -hmm. There's like millions and millions of homes, uh, steams, steams launchers and installed in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you put your game on Epic, yes, you may be giving Epic less, but the amount of customers you could have, it pales in comparison. Absolutely. So there's a lot of people who aren't going to go to Epic just because of that. But when Ubisoft puts the division two on it, then that opens a lot of eyes that spreads awareness like a wildfire. And I guarantee you that Epic games is going to grow leaps and bounds. Exactly. How many people are going to say, you know, I want the division two on PC. Where is it? How do I, how do I make that happen? Well, you gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta install Epic. Okay. Let's make that happen. And the bigger, um, the franchises that go with Epic, the more, um, devices, you know, the more units that they, that they're going to be on. Right. Because every, every, every customer that wants that game has to put that launcher on their, on their platform. So, um, no, man. And that's, that's, dude, you can't pass that deal up, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's great. Yeah, And s- some people have said that the Epic game store should be labeled as a beta because it still has a lot of issues. It looks like it's just kind of pieced together. They're fixing it. They're making improvements. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, o- over time it's going to get better and better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this is, this is really cool. I think this is really cool news. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Let's jump What's into up? the main topic. This I is some spicy is. stuff, dude, that everybody's been talking about I all know, week. Dude. Yes, man. It's like <laughs> it's it's like the liberation of Europe or something in World War II, right? It's, <laughs> it's like seismic proportions. Yes, the yes. Good guys there, there's, won. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two sides to every story, oh, for right? Sure. Yeah. But yeah. we're gonna jump into it. So uh yeah. Bungie announces that it is ending its publishing relationship with Activision keeping the destiny franchise and that dude i i don't know about you but that mm-hmm. came out of nowhere like it maybe was, it, well dude it was well okay yes <laughs> i guess we're gonna get into and we'll we'll we we heard some rumblings yeah. there was like dis you know like descent in the ranks and all that stuff yes yeah. i'll yeah. but but did could would you ever have imagined that things would have played out the way that they played out not just did they mm-hmm. they separated, but they keep uh, their IP, right? Yeah. So uh, that's insane. You know, they go yeah. Bungie goes radio silent over the holiday, and the like. The first thing they they throw out there is, "Oh, hey guys, you know, happy holidays." By the uh-huh. way, <laughs> we're <Christmas> single. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so they have this blog post. Andy, do you want to read this blog post yeah. from Bungie? Oh boy, it's a long one. Sit down, everybody. Here we yeah, go. Everybody buckle in. So their blog post uh, states, when we first launched our partnership with Activision in 2010, the gaming industry was a pretty was in a pretty different place. As an independent studio setting out to build a brand new experience, we wanted a partner willing to take a big leap of faith with us. We had a vision for Destiny that we believed in, but to launch a game of that magnitude, we needed the support of an established publishing partner. With Activision, we created something special. To date, Destiny has delivered a combination of over 50 million games and and expansions to players all around the world. More importantly, we've also witnessed a remarkable community, tens of millions of Guardians strong. Rise up and embrace Destiny to play together, to make and share memories, and even to do truly great things that reach far beyond the game we share to deliver a positive impact on people's everyday lives. We have enjoyed a successful eight-year run and would like to thank Activision for their partnership on Destiny. Looking ahead, we're excited to announce plans for Activision to transfer publishing rights for Destiny to Bungie. With our remarkable Destiny community, we are ready to publish on our own. While Activision will increase their focus on owned IP projects, the plan transition process is already underway in its early stages. With Bungie and Activision both committed to making sure the handoff is as seamless as possible. Boom, boom, no kidding. And there's a lot of nice little like nuggets in there. For instance, publish on our own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, you know, that's. It's crazy, man, because you think, you know, I mean, the first thing that I thought was, are they going to look for a new partnership? Is NetEase going to kind of somehow sort of sink their their talons into mm-hmm. it? But I mean, I don't know, yeah, man. S- speculation has been rampant. Like I've even heard people say, hey, I bet Bungie's going to go back to make a partnership mm-hmm. with Xbox and Microsoft again. They're not going back to Microsoft. No way. They have fought tooth and nail for years 
to be their own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they did it. Yeah. They're doing it finally. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. They're going to be the biggest independent studio, probably close to, to, um, see project red like in the world right yeah and that's that's what a lot of people are speculating right that this potentially puts them ahead of cd project red but it would be those two right those guys would be the biggest for sure um but uh but yeah man it's insane man to think you know all of the i don't know and and, you know you have your notes we'll we'll have our conversation but uh but yeah man it's you know my mind just the minute the minute i heard this news you know just start thinking like what could be for this game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that the the issues that the game has had are yeah. still there, right? Because it, it's I, honestly, I think that game is a victim of its own potential, right? It's such a unique gaming experience that it it is different things. I don't think there's another game out there like this where it really is different things for different people, right? There's so sure. many things that it does uh, well and that it did well, that it has done well, right? Maybe in its current iteration, it's not uh, in, in, a, in a great place, although it's in a much better place than it has been. Um, still, you know, you like PvE. There's people that like it for the PvP. Uh, you know, there's, they've got a good competitive uh, scene or maybe not competitive, but, you know, when they had trials uh, in mm-hmm. its old version, you know, there are people who love doing that. There's so many things that people want out of this game. And I think that that is, is the root of the issue for that game. You know, I know, I know we think like Activision and their greed and their microtransactions and all that stuff, but I don't know. I mean, I think the issues that we've had with the game up to this point, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we can't uh, lay those all uh, on Activision's doorstep, right? Yeah, because it's a partnership, right? Between publisher and developer. Mm -hmm. You know, they sit down, they have a meeting, they make a contract, and and it's agreement between these two parties. This party has their job to do, this party has their job to do, Mm -hmm. and they make it work to be profitable. Right. But, you know, if if you remember, Activision helped to jumpstart Destiny with a $50 million investment. Mm-hmm. That is, I'm, I said 50, yeah, I was 500, say, yeah, $500 yeah. million dollar investment. Oh, that you is dropped a zero is, there, Manny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is substantial. So oh, yeah. Activision, um, you know, without Activision, there would not be a destiny franchise right now for sure, because that is an expensive investment and it's a chance on a brand new IP that uh, Activision was willing to take because Destiny, um, because Bungie made Halo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that reputation really carried the whole deal there. So, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's currently estimated that Destiny has brought in over $1.6 billion throughout its life. Mm-hmm. So that is with their, because they, in, the, in that press, press release, in their blog post, they said uh, 50 million games at expansions. That's Destiny 1, Destiny 2, plus all their expansions. All their expansions, yeah. Plus all their microtransactions. Right. That's, that's uh, you know, over um, $1.6 billion. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. Guess who keeps most of that profit? The one you know, it's Activision. The, the lion's share of, in, of the investment. They put up the 500 million. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. getting their money back. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's funny because it was it was a time for Bungie to celebrate, really. And uh, Jason Schreier on Twitter, 
he kind of uh, said that Bungie employees were popping champagne bottles, everybody celebrating, you know, but uh, he, he has actually some interesting insight. Uh, he wrote an article, obviously, on Kotaku, and in the comments, he, he wrote um, he wrote this. Andy, do you want to read this here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, in his Kotaku uh, article, uh, Schreier writes, I think this will be good news for Destiny and those of us who love it, largely because Bungie will no longer be restricted to an annualized schedule. Maybe instead of Destiny 3, Bungie will now be able to transform the game into a single SKU that uh, that's updated regularly. That's my ideal scenario. But Activision is an easy scapegoat. Most, if not all, of Destiny's mistakes came from Bungie, not the publisher. And self-publishing a game is really freaking hard. <laughs> in, ad- <laughs> in addition to the risk, Bungie now has to handle many of the business aspects of game development that Activision was handling before. PR, marketing, biz dev, distribution, etc. Bungie has been through this before. Remember when it split from Microsoft in 2007? Mm-hmm. Things weren't so rosy in the years after that. So I'd say be cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I really like his take because mm-hmm. he has proven to show that he has a lot of insight into the industry and into Bungie in particular. Like he wrote about Bungie and uh, Blood, Sweat and Pixels and it was really insightful into the into the studio. And and yeah, he brings up some really good points. You know, a lot of people are just so prone to bu- to blame the missteps of Bungie on Activision. But a lot of those things were made by Bungie, you know, and Mm -hmm. and in one of his articles, or maybe it was that particular book, I can't remember exactly, but they were talking about how they were going to change, change the, the whole destiny model to help bring in more money through microtransactions and smaller amounts of content in Activision agreed, you know, so, so it's not Activision isn't just the only bad guy, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like. It's not like an abusive relationship where Activision is is just uh, giving Bungie a hard time. Right. Bungie has to make money too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My take is that uh, I don't think anyone should really expect anything too different. Mm-hmm. We don't. Uh, I I really don't think we're gonna see you know uh, a post next week where they're announcing that Eververse is dead. Right. You know, yeah, that Tess not. Everest has been kidnapped right. and she's gone. Right. No. That's not going to happen. No. Microtransactions are a part of that 1.6 billion. And guess what? They need that money. Right. So I don't, I don't see microtransactions going away. What this does tell me though, is that Bungie has a, has a hard road ahead of them as they have to take care of their own marketing mm-hmm. and all, all the stuff, all the distribution, everything that Activision handles, it's now at the feet of Bungie to do. And right. that is hard and that is expensive. And they're going to have to figure it out. And I think it's going to be a bumpy road. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But but here's, here's the, the, other, the other piece of that, right? Surely a lot of the issues that the game had, even going back to its inception, right? Destiny mm-hmm. 1. Uh, probably the bulk of those uh, are decisions that Bungie made. But still, you know, the fact that, you know, those decisions were still flavored by the fact that they were under the thumb of Activision. And then think about how, like, just the rocky start, you know, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, right, has an entire chapter devoted to that, 
right? How yeah. they scrapped the game at the beginning and then they just completely reworked it, you know, a year out from when they mm-hmm. were putting it out. And then just, it, yeah. you know, the, the, it got off on, on the wrong foot, you know? Yeah. And the fact that they have to put games out annually to, to satisfy, um, you know, Activision, right? Like the, all of that stuff has influences the decisions that they make right like that that has to have something to do with them saying look we'll just throw microtransactions in there we want to make a good game but we can't keep up with this pace let can we slow it down a little bit you know this is all speculation obviously but what i'm saying is you know when you're when you're under the thumb of you know of such a just a greedy corporation man look at the whole red dot thing that they're going through with cod you know yeah um you know, that's got to, that has to influence like all of the decisions that you make. So, so I think that's where, that's where we can be, as Jason Schreier says, cautiously optimistic because hopefully now whatever comes next. Now, I don't, obviously Destiny 2 is probably, that everything that, that happens in Destiny 2 is probably, probably belongs to Activision, right? That's going to go in their pockets. Eververse in its, you know, uh, iteration the way it, it exists today probably feeds money into that pipeline right um oh, but whatever absolutely. comes after this right 2019 and beyond hopefully we see truly what uh Bungie had envisioned or is envisioning from this point on for their game now you know can they do it on their own are they going to be forced to deal with um another you know big entity with deep pockets i don't know but if they do man i would love nothing more than for them to maybe hitch their wagon back to you know for me ideally it would be microsoft but but even playstation man you know the way that those guys are are putting out games you know with games like god of war and spider-man and you know just quality games mm-hmm. with gamers in mind you know not yeah not not just a, a a a vehicle to to deliver us microtransactions, you know. Mm-hmm. Kyle, well, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because Phil Spencer uh, actually reached out on Twitter when Bungie announced this and kind of kind of congratulated them and said that he's looking forward to working with them again and saying that there was definitely one of their favorite studios and IPs. Dude, and, and Bungie replied and said, "Yeah." Yeah. And those guys are just, I mean, they are putting their money where their mouth is. How many uh, studios have they bought up, man? Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? They're like across the street from each other. Dude, how? They're they're, they're, uh, really close together. How crazy would that be, dude? If they, they're like Microsoft's like sending them donuts and and stuff. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Bungie? Hey, Bungie. We got you this fruit basket. You guys are single. (laughs) I know. Well, and then think about the Games Pass. We already talked about that, dude. Can you imagine landing a title like this for, you know, as part of a package deal? You know, yeah. in the Game Pass, dude, that would be so insane to me, man. Well, you know, the whole PlayStation exclusive stuff, that's all tied to Activision. That's a part of Activision's deal. You know, mm-hmm. you see the same exclusive stuff with COD as well. Yeah. So so Bungie is free from that also. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we get those uh, sweet exotics that those PS4 yeah. guys get now. But Yeah, uh, I, I personally, I think this is very positive for Bungie. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, you know, a lot of optimism for Bungie fans. 
But you know, we'll we'll see what this actually means as far as when are we going to see the next title? Because everybody, you know, like well, me, I I'm done with the Destiny franchise mm-hmm. until their next game, their new mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. and then I'll try it again. I I seriously doubt that I'll go back to Destiny two because it's it's just at this point for me, it's just a a, a particular type of grind that I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. I've never asked for it. And I don't think it's fun. You know, I, 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 I've been through everything in the game except for some of the latest raids mm-hmm. and I've extracted everything out of it that I can. And I don't want to go back to do the same types of activities in the same places with the same enemies. I'm mm-hmm. done with that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I predict because of this now, that pressure to release is, is kind of lifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. I predict that we're not going to hear anything uh, about Destiny 3 until 2020. That's my guess. Yeah. I don't think we hear about anything this year at all, unless it's at the very, very end of the year. And I bet Destiny 3 is going to be a next-gen title. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see, man. Well, I mean, the dust has to settle from all this. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think, you know, everything that we're talking about, you know, and that we're reading, all of it, I mean... It's all speculation, with the except mm. with the exception of oh, what yeah. Bungie and Activision have. Yeah, posted, we're reading right? tea leaves, yeah. right? But I think it is pretty safe to assume that what this does is start the clock over again, right? We're starting from zero now. If Bungie, you know, once this happened, maybe maybe this, and you mentioned right, you kind of alluded alluded to how maybe this was in the works already for a while, and so maybe they've yeah. already reset the clock, right? But yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think you're right. We don't hear anything about whatever they're going to do, whether it's just continue to update Destiny 2 or give us a whole new experience and then just scrap the whole number, you know, just yeah. say it's going to be Destiny uh whoa, what, Destiny Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny Eternal. Yeah, Destiny right. Immortal. Immortal. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they're new, they're, they're new nutties. Uh, oh my goodness, dude. But yeah, let's uh, like we mentioned earlier, oh there's two sides to every story. Yeah. And we know Activision has aggressively been cutting the fat for a while now. Yes. And you know, all you gotta do is look at some of the stories we covered at the end of last year about Blizzard, how Activision is attempting to change the culture of Blizzard and it's all about oh, cost cutting. Yeah. It's all about ramping up production with new titles. So yeah. they went ahead and and uh you know all that those missteps with Diablo, what they did with Heroes of the Storm, and then they sent out a survey for Hearthstone players saying, "Would you still be playing the game if we took away esports?" You know, and oh my so like the the whole Blizzard world is being shaken up pretty hard right now, and that's all Activision's doing. They are trying to cut the fat, and yeah. we know from the earnings call that we just had recently with Activision that they said Destiny was an underperforming franchise. And they needed to ramp up the microtransactions to kind of bolster its profitability. Mm. So Activision, this this may be something to where they're both saying Destiny's like, I don't want to be in this contract anymore. And then Activision's like, I don't think you're pretty anymore. Yeah. And then they just want to break up, you know. So th- it could be, you know, this is obviously we're not going to hear anything about this specifically for a while. I bet Jason Schreier will get some kind of leak down the road. I hope that so, That kind of gives us the full story. I hope so. But, you know, you remember when, when Luke Smith got on Twitter, like right after the earnings call, and he's yes. like, you know, we're very proud of how Forsaken is is yeah. uh, c- 
coming out, you know? Yeah. And so it's pretty crazy. And, you know, Activision, yeah. you know, after this, their stock dropped by like 11%. Yes, man. Uh, but, they, but they still have King. They still have COD. They still have Blizzard. Activision is going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that they are just cutting the fat. And as soon as Blizzard has all these hidden titles ready, then they're going to explode in a big way. You know, so, uh, you know, this isn't like Activision ship is sinking. Um, this is just, this is just business. Yeah. This is how it's shaken out this year. I would, I would like to know why they decided after such a huge investment to cut their losses though. You know what I mean? Cause that's a I'm thinking lot that their contractual dude. obligations have been met. You think so, man? It's got to be, it, there's a reason. Yeah, there's a it's reason. It's been eight years. They probably, you know, they have, maybe maybe it was a $1.5 billion that they had across. Yeah. And they've done that. Who knows exactly the details? A few people know. Who knows if yeah. we'll ever know. Yeah. But I think that they came to an agreement. And obviously, it's always about money. Mm -hmm. um, where where they said, hey, it's, it's let's let's split up. This is the right time to do it. You know, you think we're ugly. We're not making you enough money. And uh, we, you know, we think you stink. So, <laughs> you know, they're, they're breaking up. Dude, and you know what else, dude? Honestly, mm -hmm. Activision, probably after dealing with uh, just, you know, because it's funny. Remember when we started playing Destiny and how the Destiny community was so welcoming and it was like, mm -hmm. oh, we love each other and raising money yeah. and I'll carry you through raids and everybody was helping everybody <laughs> do stuff. And dude... Destiny 2 brought out the word. Now, I wouldn't, I would never, <laughs> I wouldn't say yeah. that the Destiny 2 community is toxic, you know, like, but they are a bunch of babies, man. And because it's like, I don't like the game because it does this. And then they, that, then they <laughs> fix it and they're like, I don't like the game because it does that. And it's like <laughs> constant, dude. It we is want more puzzles. Oh my God. And then, and then no these one can puzzles solve are this puzzle. stupid. Yeah. Change it. Yeah. I guarantee you Activision is <laughs> just sitting there like, you know what? I, I, we don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, we don't like your kids. <laughs> we don't want yes, yeah, we, don't we don't like these kids. <laughs> Take them. <laughs> Take them. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, man? One thing I wanted to re to address because I've seen it a hundred times on Twitter. People are like, wow, does this mean that Blizzard can split up with Activision too? And people are a whole hopeful and they're like, oh my gosh, we're going to get Blizzard back because Blizzard's had a terrible year. No, the plain and simple, the answer is no. Why? Because Blizzard and Activision are the same company. They merged. It's not... One is the developer and one is the publisher. Yeah. They have merged into the same company a long time ago. Yeah. So that is not a possibility. Mm. It's just not in the cards. So, you know, uh, you know, we, we like to separate a developer and publisher and some companies you can do that. But when, when it's actually the same company, then no, you know, it's mm. not going to happen. And, and you know, it's, it's just, it's just the way it is, you know? Bungie, Bungie was able to retain a, a certain amount of their, their own IP and they were able to, you know, negotiate it back. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. So yeah, man. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Good for and, us. Good for us. Yeah, too, I, think I think so. I think in the long run, on the long run, it's, it's going to be just fine. 
you know, Bungie has that $100 million investment from NetEase. They said that they're working on this unreleased title. And actually, that reminds me and kind of brings that back. Back when they received this $100 million from NetEase, mm -hmm. they mentioned then that they wanted to be self-published. So we've known that this has been in their heart for a while. Right. So that's when they first mentioned it. That's when the very first time people began to speculate, is Bungie going to separate from Activision? And they did it, man. There you go. They, they did finally it. did it. Yeah. Well, good for them, man. Yeah, man. Well, hey, we have a, we have a speak pipe from Faith. Shut up. We do. No way. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, we got it last week. But as we all know, something happened to your audio. Ooh, so, oh, so, okay. <laughs> so, so no one, no one has heard this. Okay. Thaden, tell us what's up, buddy. Hey, Andy, hey, Manny, it's Thaden here. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about one of my favorite things uh, that's going on at eSports right now. Uh, the Rainbow Six Siege Pro League uh, is starting up again uh, this coming week. It starts up on Tuesday, January 8th at 7 o'clock Central, uh, 7 p.m. And they have matches going pretty much once every three or, or four days. It depends. Uh, they jump around a lot. But uh, if anyone's interested in checking out what that pro scene is like, or maybe if you've never played Rainbow Six Siege uh, and you're interested in checking out the game itself, uh, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite things. I love watching uh, teams compete at that uh, high level there. Uh, and I like learning things about a game that I'm very competitive about as well. You see some pretty cool uh, tricks and things like that give you an advantage while climbing through ranked. Um, anyway, I hope everyone is doing well and uh, had a great holiday. And I'll either talk to you guys or play with you guys soon. Thanks, Dayden. I feel like I feel like I'm having some deja vu, Manny. All right. <laughs> a little bit of deja vu. Yeah. So, man, yeah, I have never played Rainbow Six. It is a game that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like on the fringe, and I don't know if I will ever actually buy it and get into it. But I do like esports. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I I really do. When I whenever I I actually make time to watch games that I'm interested in being seen at a competitive level. Yeah. But yeah. Ha have you? What about you, man? Have you ever played Rainbow Six Siege? Uh, well, <clears throat> I mentioned. No one will ever know. <laughs> but I mentioned how Rainbow Six was actually probably one of the first person shooters that I've ever played the computer games. I had this, this is, dude, this is probably mid nineties, maybe later nineties. I had this like, wow. yeah, dude, I had this, uh, this, you know, PC and I don't, I'm sh I know it wasn't a gaming PC, but uh, <laughs> somehow I got uh rainbow six to work on it. I forget what they were called back then. It was like, uh, it's like Black Talon or something. like. I can't remember, but... Dude, yeah, I love those games, man. I, I loved those games so much, and it was like... Uh, there was a couple of them. It was uh, a few of them that I played, and... Um, dude, they were so much fun, man. They were all these, like, you know, snipers only, no crossing, and, like, mm -hmm. all these rules that you would just type in there and, like, agree that you would do it yeah. that way. It was a lot of fun, man. Nice. It was such a fun game to play, and so this, uh, this uh, reminds me a lot of that game for some reason uh now mm -hmm. obviously this game is like hardcore right it's like yeah. one shot kill stuff and there's a lot of tactics yeah. involved so um but uh but yeah dude uh i'd love to watch this game uh especially if there's something on the line watching like good people play it and and the way that it actually plays um you know super interesting 
you know? Nice. Thanks for sending that in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Thanon. Keep it up. Keep it up. And uh, thank you so much for all of our Patreon supporters. Really appreciate it. Thank you for um, taking care of the bills around here. Oh, yeah. yeah awesome. Thank you guys We appreciate much. it. Can I give a shout out real quick? Please do. Because I gave a shout out last week, and this is probably what made me feel the worst, to um, Snatching Panda, uh, Alex uh, Ventress, and um, and uh, Dropkick for bumping up his his contribution. We really appreciate you guys, and we appreciate all our patrons. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. So, uh, hey, man, that's a show. And uh, just a quick plug for the, the Anthem series that we're doing. That should yes. be releasing uh, the next episode. Episode two is going to be releasing this Thursday. Exciting. And um, I might, um, that one will definitely be coming out on Thursday, but w- I think we might end up moving the show to Friday. Okay. The Anthem show, not this one, obviously. Okay. Um, but but w- we'll see because I'm off on Thursdays and being able to edit the show on a day off is a lot easier than doing it Wednesday. So w- we'll see. We'll keep you guys in the loop. Nice. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. And until next time, have an adventurous week. Take care of each other. Bye.